This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. I went to Switzerland a few years ago, and uh, a guy stopped me in the lobby. It was really crazy. He had a southern draw to his accent, and I was like, this dude's not from Switzerland. He was standing there with Heidi, and he just turns around and looks at me. He goes, I don't know who you are or where you're from, but he said, I listened to the prophecy today, and it, maybe I can let you guys listen to a portion of it at some point. Some of it's personal, so I may have to, you know, clip it a little bit. But he goes, I feel like you're going to have a connection with, with Benny Hinn. <laughs> and he's like, and maybe like Kenneth and some others. And I'm like, okay. Like, he's got it. I'm like, okay. He, he's like, I don't know. I have a clue. He goes, and the, the Lord says he sent you to a city known for vacation so that you would build a habitation. So... I thought he meant Switzerland because that's where we were. So I'm like, sweet, this place is awesome. I thought, Jess, I'm like, Lake, Lake Geneva. I mean, it's gorgeous, vineyards. And I'm, you know, there were tourists there. So I came home. I go, babe, I got the coolest word. You're never going to believe this. That's why I need Jess in my life. I'm like, we, we may end up in Switzerland. <laughs> She's like, what? I said, a guy said, that the Lord sent me to a city known for vacation so I would build a habitation. She goes, you idiot. (laughs) You live in Orlando. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense, totally. But the prophetic word was, and this has been four years, I listened back through it today before I came here. He said, you're going to connect miracle movement with the local church. All these amazing healings last week, by the way. How about Wendy? Was that last week? Oh, personal. Is Wendy here? Personal altar call, personal miracle. She missed the first one, told me in front of everyone that she didn't hear a word I said while I was preaching, and God healed her, and then I, she got led to the Lord. He is, isn't Jesus way bigger than our mistakes? He's amazing. And then the man who was on the search and rescue team who had the shattered vertebrae, that was incredible. Just healing after healing. And I began to listen to that word and I was like, oh, okay, it's happening. So the land is pivotal. The building is pivotal. The money we're spending on rent that we have been for years now is just wild. And, 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 and God provided for our camera equipment. How many of you think it's incredible? We have a mobile SEAL Team 6 TV truck now that can go anywhere and do just about anything. The Lord provided that in like a, 10 days. Right? 10 days. And check this out. The, the, the last piece of equipment from China came on a Tuesday. They shut everything down on Wednesday. And we would have been waiting for six to eight months to get what we needed had it been a day later. God provided it all and on the last day. He's phenomenal. All that to say. I have some other good news. We are having Jesus 20 on December the 19th. You need to give Jesus praise. Listen. Yeah, there we go. There's someone happy. uh, don't, Don't throw it up, actually. Jesus 
20 will be December the 19th, one day at the Central Florida Fairgrounds. We are taking them outdoors. Yeah, yeah. And the Lord, I'm, stir, I'm stirred up just thinking about it. I feel like, you know, when we began, when we had Jesus 14, I didn't think anyone would come. And I was just hoping to get three to 400 people in the room. And to my shock, 600 came. I thought we were changing like the whole world. When I saw 600 people come, I was just blown away. Then 90 days prior to, the, to, to Jesus 15, 60 days, the church we were using up in Seminole County called us. They said, look, we have a school. We ran out of room. You can't have your event here. And I was like, and I love them very much. And it was the Lord actually used them. I was like, wait, pastor, are you saying I can't use the building? I only have 60 days. These things take like a year to plan. And he's like, yeah, unfortunately. So we rushed out and, 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 and I was getting counsel to continue to use church buildings. And it was, they were, it was a great meeting. So we rushed and found a building at the Doubletree down on Kirkman by Universal. Was anybody there at Jesus 15? Okay. Yeah, Michael Jones, I saw some footage of you the other day on your knees when the Lord came, when Brimer was leading. That was special. So anyhow, we got booted out and the event went from like 500 people, 600, whatever, to 1,500 in a year. Then we moved to Jesus 16, which was at the Wyndham off International Drive, and that's when Bill came. And like 3,000 people came with overflow. And that was the first year we started the healing rooms. Bethel brought their healing teams. There were 800 people in the healing rooms, and people were getting healed like crazy. So many saved. God's power really came. The next year... We got basically booted. Everything was shut down. No, nothing would open. So we went for it at the Marriott World Center. Do you guys remember that? Jesus 17. That's when y'all came. And that's when Jesse had that wild moment with everybody on the platform. And that was crazy. Crazy, crazy time. And that is really where our heart for America, God really gripped us. Lou, I don't know, these wild ladies showed up with a flag. And Lou had my head when Lou prays for you, I'm not joking. You, if, if it's not God, he'll sprain your neck because he's bobbing. And your head, you're just like, wow, I'm serious. Lou has the strongest abs in the kingdom. He's been an eternal crunch since 1988. So, <laughs> so Lou took my head and pressed it into the ground at our own event, and I'm like face planted, and he's, you know, there's nowhere else to go. I mean, he's just pushing my head further and further, and I, I looked up, and I see Todd's dreads. Lou has his other hand on his dreads, and Todd's face is like. And then I look up, and upper rooms, Lalissa's dancing, Meredith's jumping, spinning, Joel's doing some wild, I don't even know what to call that, whatever he's doing. And then this flag shows up. These ladies bring a flag up. And I hear Chris Oberseed screaming, America shall be saved! America shall be saved! And something started gripping me up there. Plus I got a rubber on my forehead. And it was a really special time. And that was really where 
my heart got gripped uh, for our nation. Around that time, I had a dream where I saw America, kind of the gateways to America, the regions of America that, that the Lord wanted to visit and that America would see a great renewal and a Jesus movement. So this would have been, you know, a while ago. So all that to say, by the time we went to Jesus 18, people started coming in from around the world. I think we had 82 nations represented at Jesus 18. And then last year, if you include people we turned away, just on the first night, almost, I think, eight to 10,000 people showed up. And they would have kept coming had there been room. So, this year has been a challenge. We've all been walking through this challenge, you know. And to, to meet indoors is a greater challenge. Um, so we had nowhere else to meet, really. And we just decided to not do it because just things were, there were so many moving parts and, and, and uh, things to work through. Just a lot. The planning of it, people flying in, whether they would fly in, whether they would quarantine when they got home, the budget, all of this, this stuff. So something started stirring in Jess and then it hit me, <laughs> which is usually the pattern. I'm the slow one. She's the prophet, and I'm the plotter. She's like, she's like well, well, actually, let me say this. By the time we got to Jesus 16, I was, don't misunderstand this, in a good way, getting bored with the indoor scenario. Because I've never felt like a conference guy. In fact, I'm probably the furthest thing from a conference guy. Like, if you put a badge on me with a name tag at an event, I'm not wearing it. <laughs> Don't say hi to me, like I'm coming to the event to get smashed. That's absolutely all that matters. So I didn't want our events to be like your average conference, you know, where like you come and you grow old there, it's a destination event, the snowbirds come down in December. Like I made sure that Chris Overstreet was at the Marriott pool during the breaks, baptizing people and making everyone at the pool feel uncomfortable because I didn't want our people drinking like pina coladas at the pool, you know, virgin pina coladas. Like I, I just didn't want like some destination vacation thing. I wanted Jesus to break into our cities and shake them to the core. I was like, no, I'm not doing the... So, so our, our, our amazing events coordinator, Kurt, he's like, this is what we've got to work with. But every time... I'd get indoors and I'm like, I know there's more. I know, I know there's more. And Lou started giving me words at, in 2016 at Jesus Houston. He's like, I see stadiums lined up and I see so many miracles taking place and people coming to Jesus at a rate you've never seen. And then he started saying, no stadium is safe. And, and, and already stadiums are too small for America. I'm telling you. You didn't grab that, but you don't have to. Stadiums are already too small. They're already too small. But agree with it even if you don't believe it. They're already too small. So we were kind of, I've been feeling that for years. And I've been waiting, waiting for the right moment and the prophetic words were bigger than my faith, which are the right kind. Usually a good one, your faith has to catch up to it. So 
anyhow, Jessica's, we need to go outside. So we started trying. We looked at football fields, all types of stuff. And they're like, no, 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 no. And we looked at, you name it. If it was a field, we tried to get it. And something that could fit enough people and, and still be a good, safe environment. So all the doors closed down. So Jessica's, we need to go to the Central Florida Fairgrounds. Which is like right down the road. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, that's a lot of work. <laughs> She's like, no, we need to go there. And I'm like, well, let me try all the fields. The whole time, every field I tried, she goes, you won't get it. You're not gonna get it. I mean, I'm literally getting letters of recommendation written to get people to allow us to use the field and from like wonderful leaders. And Jessica goes, you're wasting your time. You're not gonna get it. I'm like, thanks for the faith. So anyhow, the only place where we could do it that was big enough ended up being the Central Florida Fairgrounds. All right. Yeah. So let me back up. In, at Jesus 17, prior to it, I should say, the Lord woke me up at about one in the morning and I literally heard a voice that was, if it wasn't audible, it was more real than audible. It shook me out of bed. I stood up, I sat up and the Lord said this, take the word conference off of your event and just put Jesus in the year. So I said, okay, so I did it. And we posted it, that was the first year. It was the first time we ever did a flyer that said Jesus 17 and not Jesus conference. So when we posted it, to my shock, we start getting all of these emails saying, Kathleen was one of them. They were like, we got saved or touched at Jesus 81 or Jesus 84, Jesus 78. And I'm like, these are typos. What are they talking about? I had no clue. I'm like, what are they talking about? They're like, well, so finally, Kathleen, did she call you or something? Kathleen said, these were these big Jesus festivals, the Jesus people movement that was really birthed out of Calvary Assembly. Pastor Alex was a youth pastor there. Jesse's grandfather was the pastor of Calvary Assembly right here on I-4, which at the time was one of, if not the largest assemblies of God in America. He, I think when he got the church, there were 250. Within a few years, they had 10,000 people attending. He was the pianist for Smith Wigglesworth. Not bad. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> you just got me, buddy. <laughs> They're always way cooler when they die. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, wait, what? They're like, yeah. That happened right here in Central Florida. I'm like, no way. So the other day, uh, I went to the fairgrounds by faith. Before we even signed the contract, I said, take our film team. I'm going to go film there because when we get the approval by faith, I want to tell the world to get to Orlando and invite the nations to this city to come worship Jesus. So, see the Lord's so happy. So I step on the field, where's Hope the Pope? Come, can you walk and can you come towards me? Come here, Hope the Pope. Best camera operator. In a, well, can you stop filming me? Come here. <laughs> A little awkward. All right. <laughs> Nobody can have her. She's the best. Now, 
She comes up to me, we go there, she, and by the way, she's a boss. She's like, you stand there, walk this way, I'll get this angle, go up the stairs. Like, I felt like it was a gladiator movie. Like, I'm like, oh, I was feeling, so then I walk to the side, put that look on your face like before you preach. I'm like, do I have a pre-preach face? So anyways, she whips out her phone, and she goes, you want to see a picture? I said, yeah, sure. And it was her parents. Oh, picture your mom took on that field. In what year? In 1981. So I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Are you telling me that we're standing on the same field where the Jesus people came and adored Jesus for days on end? So, yeah. So all that to say... We are, if you want to register, you better do it quick because this is the first, you can take me now. <laughs> are you addicted to that thing? You are. It's <laughs> really weird. She's just smiling. And she's smiling doing it. <laughs> Look, if you want to come, you need to register ASAP because now people know because there's thousands watching right now. They know, and listen, listen to me, God wastes nothing. God wastes nothing. Orlando has been on God's mind for thousands of years. Listen up, listen carefully. Kenneth Copeland said in the 80s that one of the greatest moves of the Holy Spirit to ever touch the world would be birthed in Central Florida. There's also, listen, there's also a prophetic word that connects both coasts that connects both coasts from California to the East Coast that a Jesus people would emerge. Now listen, this thing is not a trend. It can't be a trend. We're not marketing some Jesus movement with some cool pictures. I'm telling you, there are people emerging who have fire in their eyes. They are from another place. You can't buy them. They won't compromise. They are in love. They're not moved by what most people in the ministry are moved by. They're wild-eyed and soft-hearted. And they are not afraid to die for Jesus. They've got all of that in one. So this will be December the 19th. We'll probably go from 2 o'clock to 11 p.m. We have to pull the plugs at 11. But it is going to be like, it's only nine hours as opposed to four days but God can do more in nine seconds than he did last year in four days. Huh? What's that? Yeah, you can put the flyer up. Do you want the flyer up? No, that's not it. Oh, it's not working, so don't put it up. Go back to the graphic. That's bothering me. There it is. Okay, there it is. So look, the theme is Savior. And I know that's from the Holy Spirit. This is the hour of the harvest. Jesus, the Savior, is emerging. And thousands are going to be born again, healed, and filled with the Holy Spirit. All right? Are you, are you jacked? All right. Okay. If you're, watch, if you're watching at home, you need to get down here. All right. Give the Lord praise. Come on. Oh, man. All right. Put that other graphic back up. 
Okay. Give me 10 minutes. I want to share this with you really quick. Turn to John 3 again, and then I'm going to pray for you. Is there a lady here who has an issue with the bottom of your spine and it's a sharp shooting pain? A woman, okay? Uh, is there anyone else? That's fine if there's one. You're not a woman. Todd. <laughs> where, where is she? Okay, there's two. Um, did you if, you, if you're comfortable with someone putting their hand on your shoulder, just let them know, and I want to pray for you, because I kept seeing this, okay? All right? Everyone stretch your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your healing power. Help me, Joel. Thank you for your healing power. We rebuke that pain in Jesus' name. Heal. Heal. Is, is, this, is, this, is one of your conditions like hereditary? Your, your dad is the same thing? Okay. Um, go ahead and put your hand back on her. Father, in the name of Jesus, I cancel it. And I thank you for your healing power. She's of a different bloodline, the bloodline of the Lord. Thank you for your blood. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Now look, I'm going to start preaching John 3 while I am. Start testing it out. Or if, if you wouldn't know until you leave, that's fine. I just, but if you can test it, I want you to do that. I want you to do something that is, is just beyond your comfort zone. Okay? You won't, you won't distract me. All right. John 3, let me read this to you quickly. John 3, 39. Nudge your neighbor. You need to hear this. Nudge them. There is no 339. <laughs> Sorry, 330, gosh. Man alive. You gonna put it on YouTube? Yeah. My Lord. <laughs> you like, you guys are easily amused. <laughs> All right. John 3.30, listen, I mentioned this last week, but I want to dive deeper. He must increase, but I must decrease. This is John speaking. He who comes from above is above all. Let's say that together. He who comes from above is above all. Say it again. He who comes from above is above all. One more time. He who comes from above is above all. Now turn. Turn to Ephesians 4, verse 9. Not 90. Verse 9. Actually, let's begin in verse seven. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. 
Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Speaking of his, his plundering of the underworld and him leading the captives captive in his uh, resurrection and ascension. Verse 9. Now this he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lowest parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens. Oh, glory's right. Someone got it. That he might fill all things. Say all things. Is this boring you? Good. No. Say this. He who is from above is above all. And he has filled all things with himself. Okay, let's take a moment here because if you get this, you will be fried forever in the best way. Oh, is that your binder? It's so school-like. I love that, Dom. Say this. He who's from above is above all and he has filled all with himself. Okay, let me take it a step further. Colossians 1. Come on, be good students. Write it down, write it down. Or type it, whatever. I pray if you get on Instagram that your fingers fry and blister in a second while I'm preaching. May the fear of the Lord paralyze your pointer fingers. All right, listen up. Colossians chapter 1 says, In him all things consist. (laughs) Let me help you. He is from above, therefore he is above all. Number two, he has filled all with himself. Number three, everything owes its existence to him and lives within him. So here's my question. How could Jesus not be enough? If he's from above, is above all, has filled all with him. I mean, who can do that? He just filled it all with himself. When he descended into the lowest parts of the earth, he took captivity captive, released the saints from the underworld, ascended, and on his way up, began filling everything with his own presence. He's not average. Not average. On top of that, all that is lives in him. All right, now. Therefore, if Jesus is all, he cannot be part of anything. I mentioned this last week. You don't get to pick him for your team. He doesn't help your plan. 
So you don't get to go, I'll pick Malden, I'll pick Michael, Meredith, Josh, Jess, and Jesus. You don't pick him. He, he's not standing there on the field going, I hope they pick me. He's not insecure. He's above all. So there are only two others next to him who are actually one with him, the Father and the Spirit. Since he is all, he cannot be an addition. So it's actually not biblical to say Jesus is at the center. No, he's, he's at more than the center. He's at more than the center. <laughs> Amen, Jesse. Amen. Jesus, he's not just at the center. So we don't get Jesus in the middle and then go, now let me add a little bit of us. He's all. And as Eric says, if you want to experience him as all, you have to become nothing. It's simple math. <laughs> if he's all, we are a goose egg. That's a golf term. Zero. Zilch. But a zero plus Jesus is just fine. That's why Catherine used to, used to say, if you can use a nothing, use my life. And oh, did he ever. So it's not, if I get Jesus, I will get revival. It's not, let me come to Jesus so that I get a blessed business. He will bless your business. But he's not going to work for you. He's not on your payroll. It's got to be his business. Because he's all. So, oh, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. But it's good you think this way. Who is his equal? Say no one. Say he's above all. We don't come to Jesus to get our candidate elected. No, he will not share your heart with your favorite candidate. It's in the coming to the Lord in mass that a nation receives godly leadership. That is true. But we don't come to Jesus as though he's a bridge or a means to get something else. That's the danger of teaching a generation. If you fellowship with God, he will use you. Wait, so if I, if I commune with the one who is all, that will be a means to an assignment? Therefore, making the assignment the goal and not the one who I'm fellowshipping with? No, he's above all. That was very good, Bill. That was very good, Michael. It's very true. Him who is all cannot be part of. So it's not God, family, ministry. It's just all God. You, you cannot compartmentalize presence. You don't Stop fellowshipping when you're throwing the football with your kids. In fact, there's pure delight in the presence throwing the football with your kids. It is joyful and ecstatic to watch me hit a driver. 
In other words, there's no off switch. So what we're not doing here, listen, we're not coming to Jesus so we can have a move of God. He's the move of God. Does that make sense? I hear people say, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to find the open doors and run away from the closed ones. Which doors do I pick? And my answer has always been, pick the door with a capital D, the one who called himself the door. You don't come to Jesus to find, listen, in many ways, you don't come to him just to find his plan for you. He's his plan for you. So, so, so what Jesus doesn't do is go, hey, come here. I will give you directions. I'll tell you what to do. And when I'm done, go your way and do it. That's not what he does. See, oftentimes we miss his presence because while he is looking, listen, while we're looking for direction, he's looking for affection. So we miss him. See, we want the how, but what he's trying to teach a people is the how is actually a who. He's the blueprint. He's the pattern. I'll never forget when Jessica's dad said, come up on the platform at a crusade in 2008. We didn't even have an office. We just got our 501c3. Tell them about your ministry. And I thought, well, I've never preached really under this man. I don't really... And I grabbed the mic, it was right here in Orlando at the convention center. And this is what came out of my mouth. He is my ministry. And when I said it, it just sounded right. The Bible says I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg bread. There is plenty of resources in Jesus. And for those of you who are believing, listen, you want him to do something with you? I have found that he really starts to trust you with an assignment when the assignment actually begins to die in your heart. <laughs> because you lost it in his light, you were blinded by his light. It was still there, but it wasn't occupying the bulk of your desire. And and all of a sudden you stopped caring so much. So Jesus said, I can trust that you will make it an idol. When it dies to you, he'll give it back to you. Let me say that again. When it dies to you, he will give it back to you. So stop thinking about filling arenas and start thinking about filling his heart with adoration. Stop thinking about, don't go to your prayer closet to get a song, let him give you the song in your prayer closet. You find yourself, oh, you catch this melody, it's beautiful, you're singing in the spirit, all of a sudden this melody fills your heart and then a chorus comes and it's all from the Lord. He sideswiped you with a gift that they're already singing up there. The, the worship was never, I have three minutes. Actually, I can go as long as I want because that's why we started these. <laughs> if, if you're used to like the four songs and the out, that's not going to be us. Love you though. Peace. Love you all. 
Free indeed, free indeed. <laughs> Don't get nervous, Carla. Carla's blessed with structure. What was I saying? Worship, oh yeah. The worship is not an industry. It's not an industry. When did this thing become an industry? And you know what worship is not? Uh, a prep for the sermon. <laughs> what is in here? It's not a prep. It's not an icebreaker. Salvation's not unto a sermon. It's actually unto worship. Jesus died so you could worship, not so he give you a sermon. As long as worshiping Jesus is a side issue, presence will be a side issue. And if presence is a side issue, God is a side issue. And if God is a side issue, he's not there. That's the way it goes. So worship's not an industry, it's a calling. It's a loving privilege. Say this, Jesus is all therefore he cannot be part of two more minutes I promise say this I am married to the Lord now don't say this part <laughs> when you get married as the bride what happens to your name no, 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 in a real marriage. Your name, you lose your name, and you take on the name of your spouse, the husband. When Jesus becomes all in all, when he comes into your life, your name is canceled, your identity is canceled, and you literally take on his name. All right, so check this out. If somebody came to you and said, tell me about you, the best thing you could say is, I am his. If somebody asked Jesus about you, he would say, she is mine. And, and, and you could not receive a greater compliment. <laughs> Today I was reading John, or Jesus speaking of John, and he says to the crowd, it's a tribute to John, who did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken in the wind? That means two things, like a weak man, a political weak man who cared what people thought, but it also means this, a common man? Did you, do you think you went all the way into the wilderness just to listen to a normal average guy, a reed shaking in the wind that's commonplace? No. Then he goes on to say, or a man dressed in fine linen? No, no, no. Kings wear fine linen. What he was saying is, I prepped him. I clothed him. He was ready for the job. I didn't send him in the wilderness and dress him like a king. I gave him clothing that fit his assignment. I clothed him. 
You thought you were listening to someone normal, but let me tell you about John. There has been no one born who is greater than him prior to the new covenant. He said, nobody, nobody's born greater than John. I began to wonder. I began to wonder, Lord, I want you to say something of me that is that screams devotion and loyalty to you. Like I wonder what that means to John today in eternity that Jesus stood up and paid his friend tribute. May, may it be said of us that those people over there on 7649 West Colonial, they are radically addicted to the Father's only message, to the Father's only sermon, to the Son of His love. Amen. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life everywhere.